time for our culture analysis. After four months of strike, Hollywood Actors Union has reached a deal with the studios. Does this mean everyone returns to work? And what about the big screen releases that happen amid... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> My deepest apologies. The Marvels. I'm going to hand it over to Isaac because I'm coughing through this. Good morning, <laughs> Isaac. Good morning. Yes. Um, yeah, the news in the last like 24 hours, I believe. Um, it's very, it's it's big. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, it, it looked like there was it was coming to an end. And um, yesterday it did. And uh, it looks like the interesting thing is that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Bob Iger uh, was on an interview saying that uh, when they kind of walked away, when um, the producers walked away and said, that the actors were not being realistic. Um, it seemed like it was a very kind of harsh criticism. From the um, Disney CEO. The, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, so harsh criticism of the actors in the union. Uh, but yeah, nearly after four months, um, they, they, you know, the, the, the president of the union, Fran Drescher, she tweeted out um, that this is a, uh, a billion plus deal uh she put some of the details in her tweet and um you know there's it, hollywood is a buzz right now trying to figure out like maybe get more details but it looks like the union's president is very happy um as well as the the messaging coming out of um the, the producers is also uh very positive they called it a new paradigm so yeah it looks like um it looks like it's going to be we won't know till you know it gets actually like uh reviewed and ratified and then made public Okay. But um, for now, uh, definitely it looks like it's done. The demands were met and um, it looks like everyone's going to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just about a month away until the United States, let's be honest, starts celebrating the big holidays, right? From Thanksgiving into Christmas. And we alluded to the fact that things should be back in motion before that or after that. Well, usually, you know, yeah, you're right. The, the, during the holiday break, which is very long because of the kind of like the, you know, consecutive holidays and the new year and all that, um, it, this would be a time of the season where you know everything does slow down. And so I think that most people in the industry were already kind of ready for like having no work or no news. But um, this is very good news. And it, it means it doesn't mean that everyone's going to go back into full production because, you know, everybody is winding down still. It's mm -hmm. a it's a traditional it's a it's a very large and very important traditional holiday like our uh korean chuseok uh, yeah. thanksgiving is uh you know to some people i mean globally christmas is probably more well known mm. but locally in america thanksgiving is the biggest holiday of the year uh for the entire country because it's the only holiday where there is a two-day holiday where it's thursday and friday <laughs> that are um you know annually annualized as the holiday and then of course there's the Black Friday and, and all the sales <laughs> and the beginning of the Christmas season. I yeah. mean, it, it is very uh, festive in a in a sense right. because you've got like you've got um you've got Halloween candy on sale <laughs> with the turkeys being sold and then Christmas ornaments ornaments coming up. So it's it's a very you know uh, I don't think that work will be um in full swing in the sense that everyone's going to go to work, but mm. because of this positive news, I think that everybody will be looking forward to, uh, you know, getting back to work as soon as possible. So, mm -hmm. you know, it takes a lot of time, um, in, in, especially in production because of the pre-production process and where are, where are the writers standing, where the contracts are and what deals are going to go forward. So, um, yeah, it, it, it is in full swing, but it won't be 
it won't look like that kind of because <laughs> it's it's full holidays. <laughs> All right, but so it will be like back to usual the holiday sort of schedules, right? I mean, but the the fact of the matter is because I cough through the details of my opening today <laughs> after four months of strike. That's a really long time. In fact, a record breaking one. These Hollywood actors union reaching a deal looks like a breakthrough, maybe for both the studios and the actors because now we can walk away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. All right. Uh, so let's take a look at um, some of the film releases that's getting a lot of attention. I think notably the Marvels. Some say that the ongoing strike made it really difficult to promote the film, the Marvels. I mean, you can imagine why the actors' hands would be tied when there's this massive strike going on. They just couldn't do it MCU scale, which is merchandise everywhere. Lots of red carpets, lots of flashes, lots of interviews. But maybe it was downsized to a certain extent, partially due to the ongoing strike. Nonetheless, the Marvels made its big screen debut. Um, what has been the reaction been like so far? And was it actually relatively quiet for a Marvel release? Or is that just what I feel with maybe the change perception of theater experience due to the pandemic? No, no. I mean, there is an impact of how the industry and the changing of the, um, you know, uh, after the pandemic, post-pandemic marketing and things. Yes, there was an impact. But what you're feeling is actually is, is very true. The amount of marketing that goes into a Marvel movie, um, you know, is tremendous. And so for a film like this, and, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it, end of the day, it's a Disney film. So uh, Disney is a huge, um, you know, film distributor company that uh, knows how to market, knows how to do merchandise, knows how to do and make a global event. But you, it's very difficult to do that when one of your most valuable assets <laughs> being the actors and the people who are representing the film uh, to people, to human beings, the human beings in the film, in the very front uh, lines of the uh, film's marketing. If they're crippled or held back as they have been for the last you know, four months, and the four months is usually um, you know, the time that these act, these, this marketing campaign is activated. So you know, before the strike, they were probably planning, okay, for this summer, we got, they're going to go to a world tour, going to, you know, this country, that country, and do this and that. And, and then the strike hit. And so all of that had to be kind of not only thrown away, but like adjusted to what can we do? So it was very kind of, it was a confusing time. And uh, right now, I, I've seen a lot of criticism about this film. Um, and it's interesting because the film, you know, it releases this week. So it, the, way before the film is going to be released, way before critics even got to see it. There was so much um, drama, I guess, uh, uh. with it. And people have been saying like, oh, is this the death of the MCU? Oh, wow. Do we have superhero fatigue? I mean, there's a lot of, you know, talk about what's going on. But I think it's it's because of the lack of, um, you know, activity that that is expected from a Marvel film. Mm. So, um, yeah. But, you know, some of the criticism I think is warranted. Definitely, there, there's the communication has not been, um, you know, very good because nobody really wants to hear about their movie from like Bob Iger. You know, like people like <laughs> I like Bob Iger. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. <laughs> people like to hear from Bob Iger about Disney, but it, you know, you, if Bob Iger is telling you, "Hey, this new Marvels movie is the best new movie," it's like <laughs> what? Like, you know, but it, it, so that's why it's very important for these actors and the people that are like. The, that represent the film um, on a like creative level, yeah. uh, not on a business level. Right. Uh, really talk about it. And that was a missing part of their entire 
ad campaign and, and uh, initiative, the marketing initiative. So I think that's definitely more of a factor, mm. but we can never, uh, you know, post pandemic, we can't rule out uh, the changes yeah. of last few years. So it's a combination of multiple things. Those two are the things that stick out to us, I think, most obviously. Now, it's funny because I imagined a parallel universe where instead of the actors and the directors and those involved in the creative process of movie making or TV drama making, it's the CEOs of the production companies coming out and be like, hey, watch our movie. It just sounds so (laughs) anticlimactic. Yeah, it's like, hey, watch my movie. I need to pay my bills. And it's like, yeah, obviously, but like it's a little bit too like you know on your video. Uh, I, I think it says a mouthful about the the marketing of these massive films. I mean, I, I guess I just it was always there when a superhero movie of this scale was released that it's sort of expected. That I took it for granted. Like, yeah, of course you're gonna talk it up. And when that presence is lacking. I guess the contrast is, is is so big for me because we remember the Iron Man's, we remember the la- the build up to the Last Avengers. <laughs> yeah, and then the and you know, yeah. um, you know, right now it was interesting. You know, the, the comment I made earlier about Bob Iger, Iger saying that uh, you know the actors' requests were you know not realistic, and it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it was uh, at the time I was kind of laughing because you know the one the there's no way that the actors are not going to get what they're asking for right mm. in the world that we live in like yeah. they're they're just putting on they're doing this poker like base type of like dance and so i mean thankfully it was only like uh even though it was the record it was the longest but right. like you know they came back to this was when they left the negotiating table so um you know thankfully they came back to the negotiating table and you know i, I saw this out uh, the outcome was inevitable it's yeah. just when was it going to happen and I'm really glad that it was before Thanksgiving. Um, mm-hmm. So, it, it, you know, because right now it, a lot of people are hurting. And um, this is not just, you know, this this argument and this battle over, like, you know, pay is a kind of a global, mm-hmm. uh, it's connected globally. It's connected, you know, uh, it represents a lot of other uh, industries as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure you've heard, but, like, there's other unions that are now striking for fair wages because mm-hmm. there's been a lot of injustice or um, in uh, uh like maybe in, even an in, imbalance of who gets such a big chunk of pie right yeah in, in, in the entire uh labor industry all right uh before we run out of time let's get to <laughs> the marvels oh, again we're out of time no 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 before we run out i really want to get to this movie because i mean despite the ongoing criticism it, it's still an mcu film uh, for those of a yet to watch a film or even the trailer or hear about it thanks to the muted sort of uh, pr process can you tell us a little bit about the marvels and its plot Okay, so we, we if you've seen the first movie, um, Carol Danvers, uh, she's Captain Marvel. Mm. And, you know, she went on this adventure where she reclaimed her identity and, like, took out the enemy and then um, got, you know, real, you know, I don't want to spoil the first film, but, like, we had enough time to see it. After she takes revenge on, uh, gets her revenge and, like, yay, good job. Um, <laughs> the unintended consequences of that is kind of what this movie is about mm-hmm. so there was a destabilization of the universe because she kind of went and disrupted you know uh the supreme intelligence and the supreme powers right mm-hmm. so what this happens um it, there's like a wormhole and then there's the other characters in it are all kind of in the marvels family and their powers are kind of linked and so their powers entangled and get them uh in kind of a, a, a funny mess which they have to unravel and fix so the universe is broken because of captain marvel's 
uh, fight uh, to overcome you know her enemy, and now they gotta fix it. They're picking up the pieces. And these new characters that are being added mm. are all parts of um, the map, the Marvel universe that are connected in different ways. Mm. They're connected in Disney shows like plus other films. Uh, they were minor characters, some mm-hmm, of them, mm-hmm. and because they're not like the the um, you know the, the main he- heroes, right. uh, a lot of them have side stories that people are not aware of or don't know about. So right. there's a lot of like fun events that are taking place um, that this means. So, I mean, if you're keeping up, it certainly sounds like a treat for the fans. And But I think in your description of the movie in itself, it poses sort of this double-edged sword because it's complicated. And it, it feels like if you haven't been keeping up with maybe the Disney TV shows, like the spinoffs and some of the previous movies, you might be lost in the first few minutes of the movie anyway. I'm, I'm sure they designed it so you can keep up, but it'd be yeah. more fun if you watch the other spinoff shows. Now, getting to Pak Sojun's role, because that... Yeah poster created so much buzz what's wrong with his hair or did we did they really know how to utilize Pak Sojun this director says she watched Itaewon class and yeah. fell in love with the actor and hired him so why doesn't she know how to work the Pak Sojun magic that's some of the criticism that's happening I also read the Straight Times writing this morning Pak's appearances is less than the time needed to cook up noodles so it's short his appearance is really brief so maybe we need to manage fan expectations this character he plays Prince Yan why does it seem to be divisive <laughs> okay so 2 minutes 47 seconds that's you're kidding <laughs> someone that timed it <laughs> so if you're looking to for Park Seo-jun in this movie you're gonna you know you got 2 minutes and 47 seconds to like you know soak it in <laughs> okay but Prince Yan um, in the comic books, so I, I have yet to see the film, but um, Prince Yan in the comic books is the love interest, the husband of Harold Danvers. So, um, you know, lots of fans, yeah, they were unhappy about it, but the run up to it and people who know anything about the comics or people who know anything about him were very excited. I think there was uh, too high of an expectation going into it, okay. uh, which kind of was deflated by this, the data, right? The news. Now, since we haven't seen, I, I think we should not. We should re- reserve judgment um, about like uh, whether it's his performance or some people are like, why is he singing? You know, like there's like you know this kind of stuff going on, right? Or like it's because the uh, the marketing that they chose. Uh, the director said like she, you know, told them like um, there was moments where the talents that he has uh-huh. are very broad, and in the Marvel universe. There's, you know, right now we're in this kind of like, I told you, the, the universe is broken and jumbled up. Right. And things are going on. There's going to be weird things going on in this uh... film. So the weirdness is part of this film's like kind of central core. Okay. And so, um, you know, it might look like a cameo, but as you've seen in a lot of uh, Marvel films, even small cameos mm. uh, are connected to different shows. So mm. I don't think this is the last of him uh, mm. that we've seen. Mm. So think of it as this is just the first appetizer that two minute 47 cup of ramen or noodles and then we're going to get more of him later on <laughs> i love that <laughs> all right and and like our listeners are chiming in it's amazing how many people can review things before the release i think yeah. you're right unless unless you're the press who got the exclusive screening beforehand i think maybe reserving judgment before you watch it that's 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 a good way to approach this thing just managing everyone's expectations because once we started seeing the headlines and the posters it felt like his part would be it would yeah. just it would just require more screen time to satisfy the fans' appetite. But anyway, maybe this is a tone for further spinoffs. We'll wait and see. Now, pushing for diversity has been a positive change in Hollywood. That's undeniable, and I don't think anyone is saying that's a that's a bad thing. However, 
are we seeing some pitfalls in affirmative action hires, not just in this film, but maybe in similar projects? I mean, yeah, that, that, that is a very big um, part of the criticism right now that like um, the expectations and maybe it's coming to managing expectations, but some of these films that are um, not as popular or not as um, you know uh, well-received or not as financially successful, right. um, they're being led by you know <clears throat> directors who are of uh, minorities, they're female directors. Right now, the, the, this film, Marvels, is a black female director who's the youngest director to direct a film you know, in the MCU. So mm -hmm. uh, very huge shift, right? And because the MCU is such a huge um, franchise, we've seen stuff where they've done experiments with like new types of storytelling, you know, going from film to TV to, to like shorts, mm -hmm. even like doing animated stuff, doing live action. But if you look at all the kind of, you know, quote unquote, affirmative action that took place, um, yeah, there is the negative that you can look at it and you can always be critical. But I, I, I thought about this and I remembered, hey, you know, Black Panther, Shang-Chi, like Moon Knight, hmm. She-Hulk. These are all like stories that I kind of were like not very familiar with, even though I grew up watching, you know, or reading um, the comic books. And so you've got these characters that are coming from all parts of the world. When it was news that like Black Panther was shooting in Busan, yeah, I was like, what what like you know like it, for, for other people they'd probably be like you know Busan what's Busan like in Korea like why are they shooting so there's a lot of this kind of um, activity this affirmative action activity where there's diversity mm. um, and, and it's been a, you know a goal of Hollywood and I think that Marvel being such a huge franchise kind of leading that um, as a leader of diversity and and bringing a lot of kind of change it's going to uh, be different, you know, and people sometimes don't like different, right? We like so, familiar things, don't we? You like familiar things. So exactly. So if they're, I mean, they're used to like, uh, maybe your favorite director is like, um, you know, the Oppenheimer uh, director, you know, like uh, um, Christopher Nolan, right? Like if Christopher Nolan is your favorite director and you want every film to be by Christopher Nolan, like, <laughs> you, and, and you, you watch another film by a new director, you might be like, ah, oh, whatever, like, because you have your tastes. Yeah. But with a huge franchise like this, mm. showing or giving them, uh, giving other voices uh, a chance to be creative, I think is very important. Mm. And a result of that, that I'm looking forward to, there's an, uh, a character that I, a very relatively new character called Amadeus Cho. Have you know about this guy? What? Amadeus Cho. He's a Korean American character in the comic books. And he's going to be a, the main character in an upcoming show called um, Spider-Man freshman year. So okay. there is a, a, an actual legit like Korean American, not like somebody, not like a Korean actor playing a character that is, you know, like of any race. Okay. Like, I don't think like Don, uh, I'm sorry, uh, in Eternals, right? Um, Don's character, yeah. uh, Donnie's character was supposed to be Korean, right? It didn't have to be. It was, right. you know, Gilgamesh is supposed to be a very strong character. Like that's the only description. But here we've got characters that are like specifically Korean American, or okay. this, so this kind of um, new stories coming and these new uh, voices, I think is very interesting. And I think instead of the pitfalls, I think this is really good for our industry. Okay, that's a good cliffhanger to leave today's segment on. Thank you so much, Isaac. We'll see you again soon. All right, have a good one. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.